Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of The Law and Finance Show. And today we have another great guest on because one of the things about building the business side of a law firm is you want to become more than just a person that, you know, your clients call when a problem comes up. Now, one of the things that really interests me about what Scott Green has built is that they become a resource to their potential clients. So the type of people that they want to do business with actually see their firm as an ongoing resource. And we're going to talk about how that happened and how they developed that. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Scott Green. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much, Terrell. I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Scott, I, I've been excited about having you on because as I was looking at your website and I was like, you know, this law firm is doing something different. There's a reason why they've been around for and been successful for so many years. So I've been looking forward to having you on. Great. Fantastic. Now, before we jump into the details of, you know, talking about your firm and the type of, of law and type of clients you got to support, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came into practicing law? Yeah, um, I was the first in my family to go to college, the first to go to law school. I went to law school at night. I painted houses during the day to get through law school. I used to go show up in class with my painter's whites and hang out in the back of the room hoping nobody would call me because I hadn't usually done all of the work. And I got out of school, passed the bar, wasn't really sure what kind of lawyer or how to be any of that. Uh, ended up working with my dad for 10 years. He was a contractor, uh, and but he wasn't doing much right. He wasn't licensed. He didn't have insurance. He didn't have people on payroll. And the world was changing. So I partnered up with him and made him legit. Uh, he used to say that I ruined his business because it was so different. He couldn't run anymore. But he and I uh, built that business up for, together for 10 years. Uh, and then in 1988, I opened the law office of Scott Green. And I discovered that I had a competitive advantage in the construction law arena because I knew construction. I knew contractors. I knew what happened behind the scenes. Uh, and you know, that stuck for me. So I built that. And today our firm does does business matters generally, but still a large segment of our clientele is, is related to the construction industry. Nice, nice. You know, I'm curious, like as you were kind of making your dad's business legit, you know, was he shocked of the different things that you were bringing to his attention? Like, hey, we probably should change this or was it some stuff that he was vaguely aware of? Well, <laughs> that's a great question. He didn't like any of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, uh, he liked being out in the field and, and building things, which I totally got. Uh, but the office, the admin side of it, you know, he didn't really see that as value added. He maybe saw it as a necessary evil. Um, but he'd look at people in the office and like, why do we need all these people? You know, so, you know, and I 
talk to contractors about that today. Because one of the things I see in construction, and maybe it's not unique to construction, is that business people undervalue the importance of the administrative side of the business and the paperwork. I mean, who likes that? You know, but in the construction world, uh, that ends up being is just as important, really, and sometimes even more important than being able to do the work. You know, if you if you can't, if you're not properly licensed, if you don't have insurance, if you don't have people on payroll, you know, if you if you can't submit your billing on time, all of those things have an impact on your ability to to be, you know, sustain yourself in business. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I, I've learned in, you know, we, we've done we've done what over 600 interviews from lawyers, from business owners over the past two and a half years. And one of the things that I find is that those who have hands on experience with small businesses, when they go to start their own firm or start their own business, they, they tend to have a different level of appreciation for the administrative side. So I'm curious for you as as you started developing the firm, it's like at what point in kind of your journey did you start bringing on administrative kind of staff in place as in your firm's journey? Yeah, well, uh, pretty quickly, uh, because you can only do so much yourself. Uh, I never worked for another law firm, so it was, you know, me learning as I as I went along. <laughs> And in those early days, you know, I'd type up the, the lawsuits. I'd bring them down to the courthouse. I would stand in front of the clerk at the courthouse with my knees knocking, hoping like heck they were going to accept what it was that I was presenting for filing. Uh, and I quickly realized that, God, if I could bring somebody in with a little bit of experience on the legal secretary side, that's what we used to call them. Uh, then I would be able to do more, you know, and, and grow. So uh, I actually had a, a set of books on my desk. It was a legal secretary's handbook because I was that. And then when I brought in somebody, uh, you know, now I'm really going back, they were able to use an IBM selected typewriter. And they flew on that typewriter. And so it was like, oh, my God, they can produce work so much faster than I can. So, you know, one of the things that I've done all of my career is look for people that can do things better than I do it and pass them work, you know, and that's how the business grew. Wow. You know, now that, that's a very, uh, that is a very, I would say, powerful, you know, perspective on things as finding people who are better than you. Cause I find, I run into some lawyers who do run into challenges because they feel like, well, no one can do it at, you know, better than me. Um, you know, I have to do this because like, Hey, I'm the best one at doing this. Like, it, how did you develop that mindset of just like said, being able to be comfortable that, Hey, you know what? There are people out there that are better than me and I should go hire them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't know that I, certainly when I started, I, I didn't think I was better than anybody. You know, I mean, I, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. You know, when I went to court, I was so nervous. I expected the judge to say, what the heck are you doing here? And I would have run out with my hair on fire. Uh, so fortunately, that didn't happen. I kind of discovered that I actually was good at court. And when I was in a construction dispute, 
you know, I knew a lot more generally than the other guy, a woman on the other side knew about construction. So it kind of grew my confidence. But I have always been a believer in kind of promoting people, encouraging people, you know, building people up. So when I hire somebody, my goal is that whatever I can do and teach them, they're going to take it and do it better. You know, and then I'm going to cheer them on and I'm going to I'm going to be proud of that. And, uh, you know, and I to this day, I still love that. If I hire somebody, you know, a new lawyer, I'd love to mentor that person and try to teach them what I know, watch them take off and then sit back and enjoy it. You know, that that still brings me a lot of joy. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So now I guess, you know, these days, how much of your time is spent kind of on the business side of the firm versus the actual practice of, of law or being in the courtroom? Well, these days, a lot more on the business side. Um, I've been practicing since 1978, so I'm a little long in the tooth. So I like to push forward all of the younger people. Um, and I, I help with the marketing. I help with running the business. I help with mentoring. And now I'm the lead of last resort. So if there's something that comes up nobody else can do, well, I'll jump into the breach. But I'm just so impressed with the younger people coming up and their talents and abilities, you know, that I, you know, when, in fact, when I hire somebody, what I think is, would I hire this person to represent me? And if that answer is yes, then I want to bring them on board. So once I have them in the office, what I want to do then is help them build their book of business, you know, help introduce them to clients, you know, and watch them, you know, develop their talents and put their talents to work for clients. Gotcha. Now, one of the things that I, I've learned in, in talking to a lot of lawyers that, you know, when they're leading in their firm, they, they want to get to that point where they do less of the practice of law, more of running the business. And some of them, you know, they honestly admit like, you know, it's an emotional process of letting go some of the practice of law when you've done like you've trained for it, you've done it for so long. So how is it for you of stepping back from practicing the law some to focus a little bit more on the business? Was it an emotional process or were you ready to do it? Well, you know, I, I never, you know, had a time where I didn't also have to focus on business because it was me. It was the law office of Scott Green. So I had to promote myself. You know, I had to bring in the business. So, you know, I, you know, that part of it, in fact, often I've, I've told people I might be more of an entrepreneur than I am a lawyer. Uh, I also kind of consider myself kind of a blue collar lawyer because I, I've always been used to getting in and doing the work. Um, so there wasn't for me that kind of separation. You know, if I had been in a much larger firm working for somebody else, you know, and just going to trial and just doing the legal work, uh, it would have been a different experience. But, but for me, kind of building it from the ground up, I was always involved in the business side. Nice, nice. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the stuff that I, I saw on your website, um, which is how helpful it would be for people in the industry, like some of the articles that you guys have put out and some of the information to where I'm just like, these are answering some 
critical questions that your prospective clients need to know. So, you know, how did you guys come up with the idea or lean into the idea of like, hey, we should probably make our website a resource for our potential clients? You know, that is music to my ears. I'm so glad to hear you say that <laughs> because indeed, that's what we've tried to do. Um, our One of our, you know, philosophies is that we want our clients to be very proactive in terms of avoiding legal disputes. And so in order to get them there, we've got to educate them. So if they don't know or they can't see, you know, potential problems coming up, then it's a lot harder to avoid those. So like letting them know about the pitfalls, telling them, you know, hey, look out for this, be aware of that, you know, then, you know, they might actually also appreciate our counsel. And the other thing that, you know, whether it's good or bad in the construction industry, there's lots of disputes. You know, uh, it's, it's, I think, a rare thing to see a construction project that goes beginning to end where you don't have a few dust-ups. And enough of, enough of those result in litigation despite our best efforts maybe to avoid it, that we stay pretty busy. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really love that because I, I know even for myself, like you know, I, I run an accounting firm and one of the things that we find is that by putting out those resources, you know, it really helps people with the stuff that's like, hey, you don't have to come to us for that. You know, here's an answer or here's the information you need to resolve that because I find that there are a lot of lawyers that I've spoken with that, everything sits behind a paywall like if you want an answer to that simple question you need to set up a consult fee and i was like that's why like your firm really stood out i'm like wow their clients must get a lot of great insight i learned stuff by just going and looking at some of the articles so i guess when it comes down to those articles do you have a, a marketing team that focuses on like creating those or how did you guys go about you know producing that well uh you know i've been doing this for a long time so uh, I actually have a PowerPoint that, you know, we, we routinely give out. It's probably 400 pages long because, you know, in, in looking at cases that come out all the time, you know, if I see something that's relevant to our practice area, well, it goes into the PowerPoint. You know, it's like, hey, look out for this. You know, so um, I don't know. It's just been a natural inclination of mine. To, uh, to put things in writing and circulate them. It also helps marketing. Uh, if people see that you've got written product out there, they tend to, you know, maybe value more, you know, the advice they might get from you because you're putting it out to the world. Um, and I honestly just like helping people avoid problems. And if they end up, uh, you know, uh, in a situation where they need our help, we like helping them solve those problems. Awesome. Now, you mentioned earlier about, you know, how during a construction project, it's rare that you don't have a couple dust ups or that there are some issues that come up. Do you find that there are a lot of newer people coming into the construction industry that think that, hey, I'm going to, you know, get my contract signed, we're going to do the work and we're just going to move on. It's just going to be a straightforward process. Do you find a lot of people coming into the construction industry that are a little naive to the what really happens in the process well 
I think that, uh, you know, there's naivete on both sides. And I think that property owners uh, uh, very often don't understand the real complexity involved in construction. And then on the construction side, you know, the low bid wins the job. So, you know, often the low bidder made a mistake. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a there's kind of a, a point at which it's like, oh, I got the job. And then right behind that is, darn it, what did I miss? You know, how come I'm low? Uh, and and there's there's usually, you know, some tension in the course of a project uh, where, you know, the contractor is trying to look at their bottom line and make sure they can bring it in profitably. And then the, the property owner, whoever hired them, uh, wants to get it done right away and, and minimize the cost. You know, so out of that, it's kind of a very fertile area for disputes. Gotcha. You know, I, I can definitely see that. There was a, a I, I live in North Carolina and there was a, a contractor that reached out to me and was like, hey, I need some help assessing like the profitability of like the, the, the jobs I've been doing for the past year. And we looked at it and I was like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're losing money on some of these contracts and you're probably like 30% below the market, which is probably why you're winning the deals, but they're not like a win for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I was in construction, I introduced job cost because, you know, we had to know, Hey, how are we doing? You know, if we were not on a, a profitable track, well, I wanted to know that sooner rather than later. So, uh, I get that. I totally get that. In construction, you know, it's a challenging business. Uh, so is law, by the way. You know, running a law office, you know, it's also got its challenges. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, one of the things that I, I'm curious about um, from, you know, from the law firm, I mean, you mentioned some of the other that you guys do other than just working with construction clients. So, what are some of the other types of law that you guys practice or that clients come to seek support from your firm? Yeah, well, we kind of uh, grew uh, organically because contractors often form corporations. Uh, now, occasionally they'll also form an LLC. Uh, so we had to get, you know, up to speed in terms of, you know, uh, establishing entities, helping to, to maintain the entities. And then contractors go out and hire, you know, other contractors. So that gets involved in contracts, drafting, negotiating. Uh, and then they get employees. Uh, and boy, that's a fertile area. So, you know, we have a very active employment practice where, you know, especially after COVID, uh, you know, people got in touch with us with all kinds of questions. You know, it's like, what do I do? You know, uh, my key person, you know, just came down with COVID. What does that mean? So we had all kinds of things, you know, coming out of that. Um, and then insurance in the construction industry, super important. I mean, if you get involved in a large project and, and all of a sudden there's litigation and you're staring at, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in attorney's fees, if you can get your insurance carrier to step in and pick up the defense, well, that might make the difference between, you know, viability and bankruptcy. So, you know, it's all the things we do basically relate to, you know, our core uh, clientele of contractors because, 
you know, they had additional needs. Nice. So if people are interested in learning more about the firm and, you know, where should they go to find you online? Well, I absolutely love them to take a look at our website. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, we have a lot of uh, available resources on the site. There are uh, webinars and there are articles. Uh, I love the fact that we're able to get into some webinars uh, because, you know, it's the cost of those things, you know, like we're doing a Zoom today. I mean, just a few years ago, this didn't exist. You know, so being able to do these things and to present information to uh, prospective clients and just the public generally, um, we're proud of do, being able to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, one final question I love asking every guest that comes on is, you know, let's say you're talking to someone and you're saying like, hey, I was on the law and finance show with Terrell Turner and we had a great conversation. So you should definitely go listen to my episode. But hey, when you listen to it, here are two big takeaways I want you to have from that conversation that I had with Terrell. What would your two big takeaways be? Oh, gosh. Well, um, <laughs> in your career, make sure you do something you're passionate about. I mean, I'm still passionate about what I do. And, you know, and that, you know, it's like if you like what you're doing, you're not really ever going to work. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of truth to that, you know. And one of the ways that, you know, I've made that true for myself is in owning my own business. I'm able to delegate those things that I don't like and focus on those things that give me the most pleasure or, or the things that, you know, excite me the most. And so, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, like I said, I'm kind of an entrepreneurial attorney. Um, and I would encourage people who are thinking about, you know, starting their own business to go ahead, take the leap, you know, and check it out. See if you can be in charge of your own life. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on today. Oh, I sure appreciate the opportunity, Terrell. Very nice to meet you. If you're looking for ideas on how to manage and grow a profitable law firm, this Facebook group is perfect for you because every week we are featuring conversations with successful lawyers and businesses related to law firms on tips, ideas, and technology that are helping many people grow and manage a profitable law firm. So if you're looking for great tips and ideas, you definitely want to click the link below so you can join the conversation and be part of the Law Firms and Finance Facebook group.